I know some of you have been going through this morning, but today I come with a fresh word in my spirit. I come with a fresh fire in my soul for somebody this morning. Amen. Yes, Lord, my help is coming this morning. And um, I don't know if you've been following us. If you've been following us, you know we've been going through a, a fire series of mess messages. And this morning is no different. I thank God that he chose Jesus Strong Ministry to put us through the fire. And I'm, I'm, and those of you who have been steadily with us through the fire from the very beginning, I know you're being refined. I know you're being refreshed. I know something is happening on the inside of you that is creating eternal change. Because see, you can't go through the fire and not experience some some kind of change nothing goes in the fire and come back out the same way amen oh god so today we're gonna continue we're just gonna continue in the fire series because listen i don't know about you but when god starts something in me i don't want it to stop i just want to continue until god is through with me until he is through with whatever he's doing so today oh shababandorosaya glory to god we give glory to god we give glory to the to god to the holy spirit to the father the son and the holy spirit this one because listen we can't do none of this without god amen amen so oh drop me something in the in the comments there let me know that you're being blessed this morning let me know that you're hearing me let me know that you are there and you're a part of the fire and you're excited to be in the fire of god hallelujah hallelujah so this morning we're gonna go as as usual i don't just go in one scripture of the bible and then take it and make it law i try to research things in the bible and see how it connects so yet yeah, last week the lord we talked about keeping it burning but this week um we're going to talk about fresh fire because i know that sometimes we're going to get to a place in our lives when we don't when the fire goes out we try very hard to keep the fire burning, but sometimes we get to a place where the fire just burns out and we don't know what to do. We don't know how to start this fire again. We, we knew we sometimes we, we don't we know that we need to start the fire again, but we just don't know how. And so we're going to look at some situations this morning in which Jesus, Jesus had to restart some fires. Amen. Jesus know that we were we're going to come to a place in our lives when we get the when when the fire burns out. And so oh shababa rosaya. So I want to talk to you today about what do you do when the fire goes out? What do you do when you pray but it feels like the words are just falling down back on your head? What do you do when you feel like all oh, hope is gone? What do you do when you're all churched out, when you're tired and you're weary and you feel like and you can't feel the fire? What do you do when it seems like your dreams are dead but you're still breathing? What do you do when the fire burns out and you're still cooking? Ooh, shababa sundorosaya. You're gonna have to start a new fire. You're gonna have to start a fresh fire. But the question is how? How do you start a fresh fire? How do you start? And so we're gonna look at John 4, three through six. Actually, we're gonna look at verse one and we're gonna skip over verse two. And then we're gonna go to John. So St. John chapter four, 
3 through 6. Amen. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. Come on, somebody. You got to tell, tell somebody, <laughs> touch somebody and tell somebody that Jesus had to go through Samaria. Okay. Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied, come on, look at this. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by a well at about noon. Oh my God, Jesus was weary. If Jesus was weary, Jesus is the son of the living God. And if he was weary from his journey, I'm pretty sure that y'all gonna get weary from your journey, amen? And see, when you get weary, that's when the fire goes out. And, uh, and I'm gonna tag on to there, Proverbs 26, verse 20. And I'm not gonna read the entire verse, but there's a, there's a, a, a phrase in it. It says, where there is no wood, the fire goes out. Woo, Jesus. Okay, come on now. So, 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 so the Lord is telling us today that the fire is going to go out at some point in our lives. But the question is, what do you do? Sometimes you're going to have to start a new fire. You're going to have to start a fresh fire. And so that's my topic today. We're going to start some fresh fires this morning. We're going to start something new this morning. No, no, no. We're not going to come up with some new gospel. It's the same gospel, but it's the same gospel, but we got to start it. Sometimes we got to start up new because something happened in your life. Something happened in your, in your faith walk and the fire begins to go out. And so now you got to have to start a new fire. So Sometimes you're going to have to use some, some, some unlikely things that you never used before. You might have to use some sticks and, and rub them together. And you might have to use some stone to create a, a spark to start this new little fire. You got to go back. Sometimes you have to go back to the place where you lost the fire. Sometimes you have to go back to the, 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 the place of faith, the place of relentless trust, enduring faith and relentless trust. Because see, when you pray and nothing is happening, you, you become discouraged and you don't want to pray anymore. And this is where your enduring faith is needed because when you can't pray, there's got to be something on the inside of you that preserves you when your words can't come out of your mouth, when your thoughts don't make any sense. There's got to be a belief. There's got to be a trust. There's got to be something down on the inside of you. Oh, glory to God. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. Whenever everything around you that you see don't make any sense. There's something on the inside of you that even though you don't understand it, it's preserving you. It's keeping you. So you don't know what to believe. You don't know. See, faith works when you know what you're believing in, but then you have to go beyond faith when the faith runs out. 
See, there's a place where your faith, you can come to a place where you, your faith runs out, where you don't know what to believe anymore. And that's the place where you have to go beyond faith. And, and sometimes God himself will take you to those places where, where, where your faith runs completely out. And he said, let me see what you're going to do. I, I think of it like, like, like the, the mother eagles trying to teach their baby eagles to fly. They take them up and they drop them down and they, they, watch, they, they watch to see what they're going to do. If they're going to fall to the ground, the mother eagle, he will come, she will come underneath and lift that baby eagle up. But 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 if that baby eagle can fly on its own, the mother eagle leaves leave it alone to fly. And I and I believe that sometimes God takes us beyond our faith in the same way that the baby eagles have to learn how to fly. God is trying to tell somebody this morning when the fire goes out, he didn't go out because God said, because God left you. He went out because God said, I want to see if you know how to start a fire this morning oh shabba bandosa glory to god this morning so there are many ways to start a natural fire this morning many times in your life you're going to come to a place where you feel like you have lost that fire and you're going to have to know how to start a fire See, Jesus, when Jesus put fire on the inside of you, you're not just burning, you're not your carrier, you're a carrier of fire. And sometimes what the enemy likes to do, he likes to doze out the fire. He likes to come and throw a big old bucket of water on the fire, but the, but the enemy can't put the fire of God out. How do you know he can doze the fire, but he can't put it out? So you gotta learn how to restart the fire when the enemy comes in with depression and anxiety and doubts and fear, you're gonna have to learn how to start a fire. And so there's three ways that you start a natural fire. Natural fire start, uh, 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 one is friction fire, lightning, friction fires like creating friction between two pieces of items such as wood or sticks uh, uh, or stones and you, you create that friction by rubbing them together to start a fire. And we call that friction fire. Another one is a, a, a brush, a fire can start by a divine act of nature, such as lightning. So we call that divine fire. And then another fire can start by drought. Whenever there's a drought, I don't know if you've been looking at the news these days, but there's drought all over the place in all different different regions. And they, because of this drought, there's fires in America, there's fire in, in, in Russia, there's fire all over the all over the place. Wildfires are burning like crazy. I know when I started this, this series, I told you that there were gonna be days of fire upon the earth. And we are seeing some of it right now, but I believe that it's going to get worse. Oh God, right now we're having heat waves all in places that never usually experience heat waves. We're having droughts in places that never experience drought because, and, and, they, and they're starting brush fires. And so a drought can start a fire, can start a fresh fire. And that's why some of the regions that are still burning, they're not the same fires, it's just that the drought has started new fires. And I told you in one of our previous fire sermons how the fire of the gospel was lit by the persecutions of the Romans, of Christians. And, 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 and now we're gonna transition from taking those, 
those fresh fire. We're going to look at the fire of the gospel and see how it, 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 it kept burning throughout the ages. And then we're going to look at how, how does that apply to us today? What, well, how does it apply to our personal life? Because see, the whole point of, of Christianity is the gospel of Jesus Christ. If there is no gospel, if there's no Jesus, there's no reason to be a Christian. And so God, this, this is, this, if this is, this is more important than your healing. It is more important than your breakthrough. It is more important than anything that you could ever do because Jesus Christ died for this gospel. It was so important for him that he died. He, went, he gave his life to be able to bring you the good news of the gospel. And so let's visit Rome a little bit more. So the apostles had done their part and uh, uh, in bringing the gospel to Rome because Jesus wanted the gospel to get to Rome. And so he told the apostle Paul that you're gonna go to Rome and you're gonna testify about me. And so the apostles had done their part and for a moment there, it seemed like the fire was burning well and everything was doing great. Christianity was doing great. And then this crazy madman Nero came in and he burned down Rome and then he, 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 he blamed it on the Christians and now Christians are, be, are being martyred and thrown to wild animals because they were blamed for the fire in Rome. And those Christian kept their faith. Those early Christians, they kept their faith burning. They couldn't burn the way that God wanted them to burn though. So the Lord decided to start a fresh fire. So right in the midst of the Christian persecution, the Lord wanted to start a fresh fire because the fire of Christianity was still burning, but it wasn't burning in the direction that God wanted it to burn. And so he, he, he decided to spark a fire. So the great emperor Constantine, he was facing a great army and he was headed for Rome to fight this, uh, his rival Maxentius in an infamous uh, battle at the Melvian Bridge on October 28, 312 uh, AD. And so, uh, Constantine was greatly outnumbered, and as the story goes, he had a dream in which he saw a burning cross appear to him in the sky with an inscription that read, under this sign, you will conquer. And he was so impressed by this vision that he had his soldiers painted the sign of the cross on their shield. And he did won that battle, and he took control of the Roman, the Eastern Roman Empire. And some say that he wasn't fully converted to Christianity because he was a ruthless empire emperor. I don't know if he was really converted. I don't know, but I, his works speak for itself because, you know, sometimes it's not even about being converted. It's about being used by God because see, we have to be converted and God can take, listen, I told you all that God can use servants and he can use sons. Servants are, are, are the people who serve the gospel without, without even taking part in the gospel. They propel the gospel forward, not because they wanted to, but because they are used by God, that God can use anything. And the sons are the sons of God who accept the gospel. Those that get on fire for the, for the gospel. I really find it interesting that some of the things that some things can start fire, but they do not burn. Look at this. If you can, if you take a flint rock, you can use a flint rock and start a fire, but the rock itself does not burn. You can use, you, you can use the, the, the wood to create a, fit, a friction, but that thing itself does not burn 
Oh my God, somebody this morning, you better burn for Jesus this morning. Oh, Shababa Sondo Rosaya. So Constantine, I don't know if he converted, I don't know. My job here is not to debate whether or not he was converted to Christianity. My job here is to tell you how God used him to, 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 to burn the fire of Christianity in a whole different direction because under his reign, he ordered the persecution, he ordered the persecutions of Christians to stop, he ordered it to end. And for the first time, it, it, Christians were, were able to profess their faith without persecution. And he returned their properties that were taken from them. He also created an edict, an edict, uh, it's a famous edict of, uh, it's called the Edict of Milan. And it gives freedom to the to the religion. It gives freedom of religions to Christians. Well, to all the religions, really. It's basically a document that created freedom of religion. And I just want to read a little excerpt for you this morning. It says, when I, Constantine Augustus, as well as Licinius Augustus, met near Milan and were considering everything that pertained to the public welfare and security, we thought, among other things, which we saw would be far good for the good of many, those regulations pertaining to the reverence of the divinity ought certainly to be made first so that we might grant to the Christians, so I like this part, so that we can, we might grant to the Christians and others full authority to observe the religion which each preferred. Whence any divinity whatsoever in the seat of heavens may be, may be propitious and kindly disposed to us and all who are placed under our rule. And thus by this wholesome counsel and most upright provision, we thought to arrange that no one whatsoever be denied the opportunity to give his heart to the observance of Christian religion. And that's just an ex excerpt. And so what we understand about this emperor is that he saw this sign in the sky and that God, he said God told him that under this sign, he will conquer. And he did conquer that great big army that was too big for him to conquer. And so we saw him creating this edict that protected the Christians and returned their properties to them. Then he also, not only did he do that, he, he, he diverted money that was meant to build the Roman the, the, uh, temple to Roman gods, and he used it to build churches instead. And this was one of the first time when churches begin to build. And then a fresh new fire of the gospel now begins to spread all across Rome and across the Western world because all because Constantine had a fiery vision of the cross in the sky. Christianity was blazing again. Amen. It was a fresh new fire. And so many times in our walk with God, we're going to come to a place where we must start a fire. And sometimes we're going to start it through a friction fire. Sometimes we're going to start it through heat. Sometimes we're going to start it through, through, through drought. Drought will, keep, will get you to a place where you, the drought will get you to a place where you need to start a fire. God knows how to start a fire. Oh, my God, this morning. Oh, Shandoro, say that I can I tell you something? God wants to start a new fire in somebody this morning. God wants to start a fresh fire in somebody this morning. I don't know if that is you, but as I speak these words to you this morning, I pray that you would open up your spirit. I pray that you would open up your heart and receive a fresh fire from the Holy Spirit this morning. So I told you that there are three ways to start a fire. Let's look at one of them. 
Let's look at drought. When there is a drought, it's the easiest way for a wildfire to start. And you know, we just talked about it, that some of the regions of the earth is already burning. Places that never burned before is burning right now because of the drought. And so God, if you understand something about this now, God wants, when God wants to start a fire, God creates a drought. And so when we get to, when we look in, 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 in the Bible from Malachi to Matthew, we see that there's a huge gap between Malachi and Matthew. And it seems, and, and the, the, you know, historians call it the silent years of the Bible. How many of you know that the Bible was really not silent? It's just not included in the, in, in the Bible. And so, so there was a drought. There was a drought of the word of God. The, the fires of the temple had gone out. Israel was not a sovereign nation anymore. And they were under the role of the, the rule of the, the Roman Empire. They had survived the Babylonian Empire. They had survived the Persian Empire. They had served, survived the Grecian Empire. And now they're under Rome. Rome was in charge. And it seems like from Malachi to Matthew, there was a great big gap. And there was a great big gap. Because during that time, there was a spiritual drought. The people of God had no direct word from the Lord. And that is why there is no, there's this big old silent years, 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we see in Psalm 74, 9, when it says, we do not see our signs, we no longer see and we no longer, uh, there is no longer any prophets, nor is there any among us who knows how long. So the psalmist was saying here that I don't see any sign. I don't, we don't have any prophets anymore. And there, there, uh, there is no one among us that can tell us how long the work this is going to last. I don't know when the psalmist wrote this, but I can tell you that he was in a place where he was in a drought. He was in the drought because he couldn't hear from God. He wanted a word from God, but there was no word. This is the same Jerusalem that had, they had stoned their prophets and, 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 and God had told them that they, he was going to disperse them and they were going to be spread out across the world and that Babylon was going to come and take charge and the Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. But during that time, Daniel was given a vision and Daniel, the, 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 the vision was that there was gonna be four, four, four ruling nations that was gonna come. And so between when Babylon ruled and, and when, when Rome ruled, there was the Persian and there was the Grecian emperor, but there, but there was no record. There was no word from the God. So from God, so there, Israel was still in existence, but the problem is there was a drought of the word of God. And then we get to Matthew and we see John the Baptist coming out and telling us, repent and be baptized. We see right in the midst of that drought of the word of God, people were so hungry for a word from God so that when John the Baptist came on the scene, he, he, he was able to kindle a fire really quick. The drought caused a fire to be kindled. They were so dry and they were so ready for a word of God that when John the Baptist said anything could have come and told them that they heard from God and John the Baptist came and this is the first time we hear about the baptism of fire. And these people were so eager to hear a word from God because they have been in a drought for so long that it doesn't matter. They were so happy that they were hearing a word from God. Yes, we know that there were those that 
oppose John the Baptist, but there were those, there were those, those dry sticks that were ready to get on fire. Oh, Shabbabasundorosaya. So they were in a spiritual drought. And John the Baptist came on the scene, and nobody has ever heard about this baptism of fire. There was no such thing. But because of this drought of the word of God, they were ready to accept whatever God was trying to tell them. And so God is telling some of us today, you might be in a drought. You might be in a spiritual drought where it feels like you're not hearing a word from God. And, but God sent me here to tell you this morning that he is visiting his people with a fresh fire this morning. He says in Joel chapter 2, 19, he said, I am sending you grain. I am sending you new wine. I am sending you new oil. Enough to satisfy your needs. Oh my God. God is pouring out his spirit on our flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy oh my god this morning a fresh wind is blowing right now a new fire is blazing in the hearts and the lives of god's people right now god wants to give somebody a fresh new start today god wants to give somebody a fresh new peace fresh new joy fresh new faith god wants you to start believing again god wants you to start hoping again god knows that you are gonna get to the place when the burden was so heavy in your spirit that you become weary and you may have to sit down by a well oh my god god knows that you were gonna get weary but if you will lift up your eyes you will see your help coming he knows you are gonna get tired he knows you are gonna get weary but if you can find a place to sit by a well this morning. Jesus was tired. He was weary from his long journey. No, 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 Jesus was not worried about cares and concerns like we are. He was just tired because he had to walk all the way from Judea to Samaria and now he was tired and he was weary. And he found a place to sat down by Jacob's well. I find it interesting that the well of life was sitting by a well. Oh, glory to God. That can preach right there. Jesus is the wellspring of life. And he was sitting by a well because he was tired. Do you know? Do you know that whenever you get weary, all you got to do is sit by the well. Oh, my God. The Bible didn't say that Jesus was doing anything. All he was doing, he was sitting by the well. I think Jesus was waiting. I think Jesus was watching and listening. You know, Jesus told us, he said, watch and pray so that we do not enter into temptation. I think Jesus was sitting by that well. He was watching and he was waiting and he was resting and he was listening and he was waiting and he was watching for an opportunity to burn again. Oh, I know that you may be tired 
You're tired of doing the same thing over and over. I know that you're at a place in your life right now where it seems like the vision is all but dead. It seems like everything that you do in your life, it just seems like you're just running around in circle and you're getting nowhere. Oh my God, somebody, you might be weary from the journey this morning, but Jesus tell me to tell you this morning, come sit by the well. Oh, Shanda Rosaya, come and sit by the well this morning. Oh God, there's a there's a place in the presence of God where weariness, weariness is lifted. Rest is guaranteed in the presence of the living God. Oh, Shando Rosaya. Someone is depending on you not to quit this morning. Someone is depending on you to rest so that you can get some new fire this morning. Somebody is depending on you to, 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 to get a refreshing in your spirit. Somebody is depending on you to sit down by the well when you get weary, when you get tired. Oh my God, somebody. Sometimes you can't feel a thing, but someone is coming. Someone is coming that is drier than you and they have no inner well to draw from. Jesus had an inner well that he could draw from. And you all know the story when the Samaritan women came to the well and, and, and began to talk to Jesus, something started happening. You see that Samaritan woman, she was dry fire stick. She was a dry fire stick. And Jesus needed, need, Jesus was a, was, was a living flame. And so when she began to talk to Jesus, she didn't know that she was going to catch on fire. Oh God, somebody, somebody, if you want to spark a new fire this morning, you got to talk to Jesus. Oh my God, you got to talk to Jesus. So just so this woman began to talk to Jesus and she, and she said, well, I am a Samaritan and you are a Jew. What do you want with me? Oh God. And Jesus said, give me a drink. Give me a drink. Jesus, see, see how Jesus sitting there with his weary self. Jesus was tired and he was weary. He over there asking this woman, give me a drink. The woman's like, listen, I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. You shouldn't be drinking from me. Oh, can I tell you there was a friction fire that was brewing right there. There was a friction right there. Oh God, cause see friction is created when there is resistance. This Samaritan woman is saying, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. There's friction right there. We're not supposed to mesh together. See, there's no friction when you can mesh together. There's no friction when you can come together and live as one. But when there is friction, when there is difference between you, when there's a rubbing taking place, and, and so the gospel, the living water, the, the, was, the, the, the live flame of love was rubbing up against a dry bush, a dry stick, and she, 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 she came, she got on fire the friction started and so she got on fire oh god god is looking for some good firewood this morning he's looking for some dry firewood this morning to set on fire oh jesus the woman got on fire and when she got on fire oh god she set our entire community on fire god is looking for somebody like that god says i am fire and i'm looking for somebody this 
this morning to set a new fire in their spirit, to give them a fresh passion, a fresh zeal for life. Because see, the Samaritan woman, she had lost her passion for life. And she had stopped burning. We knew she was burning at some point in her life because she said, listen, us Samaritan, we worship, worship on this mountain and you Jews, you worship over there in Jerusalem. But I know that the Messiah is coming one day. And when that Messiah will come, he will fix everything. So she, she, she was a worshiper. She had some kind of faith down on the inside of her. She had something to spark a fire. In other words, she had substance inside of her. She had something on the inside of her that was able to kindle a fire. She had something that could catch the spark that Jesus was sending off. She had something that could catch a fire. Oh, somebody somewhere this morning. I want you to get some faith in Jesus Christ this morning. I want you to believe like the Samaritan woman that a Messiah is coming and whenever he comes, he's going to fix all things. Oh God, the Emperor Constantine he was nothing but a dry stick in the hands of God. And God uses, used him to start that fire in Rome. Well, we know that we know that the Apostle Paul, he started the fire. And we you all learned from my previous fire sermons that Nero tried to douse the fire. Nero couldn't, but Nero couldn't stop the Holy Spirit from burning. No matter how he persecuted the Christians, they kept burning for the Lord. Oh my God. But God said, I want the fire to burn in some different places. I want the fire to burn throughout the world. Because remember when Jesus said, I come to set the world on fire. He didn't say, I come to set Rome on fire. He came to set the world on fire. And Rome was the ruling party of the day and so it makes sense that if jesus was going to set anything on fire he needs to set the head on fire oh some of us we need to pray for our governments this morning we need to pray because i believe that those early christians they were praying for their leaders they were praying that the emperor would get on fire for the lord they were praying that god would show him a sign that god would reveal himself to them when we have leaders in governments that are not listening to the Lord God Almighty. Don't you know that you are the church this morning and you can pray to the God Almighty that he would set a fire in every leader across the continents of the world this morning and God himself can start a fire. I want to tell you, God, that was a divine spark. So this is the lightning. God, this is all, this is a lightning fire. This is a divine spark. This is the spark. Oh, Shababa Sikondoros. Oh, When Constantine, when Constantine, he saw that cross in the sky and he read those words, under this time you shall conquer. We know that was a divine spark. We that's that that's the lightning fire, right? So that was not something that was started from any human hand. Uh, uh, we, we we believe we believe what he said because of what he did later on. He built all the churches. He built a whole uh, Constantinople. He built a whole city uh, uh, dedicated to the Lord God Almighty. So we know something happened with Constantine. 
Something happened. He he did see something. So it was, but so we understand that God wanted to, what, what was God trying to do? God wanted to start a fresh fire. And he used start at the head. He start with, 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 with the Emperor Constantine. And he said, he said, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I, I see that my, my, my gospel is it's, it's burning, but it's not burning the way that I want it to burn. So I got to start a fresh fire and I need to start in the head. And so by divine intervention, he sent a lightning bolt of the gospel and the sign and the cross in the sky to Constantine and Constantine began to burn and Constantine began to burn. He took Rome into a whole new direction and that edict of Milan now gave the Christian the freedom that they needed to burn. In other words, the restrictions were lifted. God said, listen, I don't light a, I don't light a fire in order to keep it under a bushel. I light a fire so that I can burn through the entire universe God can use anybody he can choose anybody at any place at any time always remember that the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord and he can direct it however he pleases so he took Constantine's heart and he directed it to stop persecuting the gospel he took it and he set it on fire See, God was looking for a man to make up the gap because there was a gap in the burning of the gospel across Rome because God didn't want to just set Rome on fire. He needed the entire world to get on fire. And so he was looking for a man. He said, I need a man that can set the whole forest on fire. I need a man that can let the fire let the fire up. I need the whole world to get on fire. I need a man who will burn long after he stops breathing. I need a man that is in power and authority in the earth. I need a man that has influence because God placed, this, placed, uh, placed him in power and God gave him authority and God gave him influence. And God, God said, listen, those power and those authority, they belong to me. And now I need you to use them to burn the fire of my gospel all across the earth. Oh God, I need a man that will not back down when the fire gets too hot. Because see, Constantine had to go through a lot of a, a, a lot of pushback because the, at that time the Romans they were worshiping all different kind of gods, and and they did not take kindly that their emperor was, was taken to the Christian because Christian religion was only for the poor and the oh shattered Isaiah. And so they didn't like the fact that Constantine was taking sides with the Christians and they tried to kill him, but God's hand was upon him. And so see, sometimes when the fire gets too hot, God needs somebody who will not back down. God needs somebody who will not quit. Oh, divine intervention, lightning struck and Constantine got on fire. He set the whole world on fire. Oh, I told you that friction can start a fire. I told you that, 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 that lightning can start a fire. I told you that, 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 that heat can start a fire. Oh, but the problem is this. Sometimes we get to a place where we feel dry and we feel burnt out. And we feel like we, weren't, we reached to a place in our lives when there's no fire burning. We don't feel a fire. Sometimes God will send a drought in your life 
to cause you to burn. Oh my God, y'all better embrace your drought season. Y'all better embrace those places because the drought will drive you to God. Whoa, my God, somebody, I feel that in my spirit. The drought in your life is gonna drive you to the place where God can set you on fire. The drought in your life will drive you to the well. Oh God, and where you can find a well sitting beside a well. Oh, Shando Rosaya, the drought in your life is the thing that God is using you to get you into position, to get you into location so that he can start a fire in you. So what do you do? when you just can't find the right words to pray? What do you do when you get tired and you get weary and you get broken down and you get disgusted? What do you do when all hell is breaking loose around you and the devil seems to have you by the neck? What do you do when witchcraft is coming against you and sexual perversion seems to invade your home? When trials and troubles on, on your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, when all you can see is a brick wall in front of you, when sickness and disease got you thinking it's all over. I'm going to die. I'm not going to fulfill my purpose. What do you do when you're financially strapped and there's no way out? What do you do when the waves of life come crashing down and you find yourself sinking in a sea of doubt and despair? What do you do? What do you do? Start a fresh fire. That's what you do. Start a fresh fire. And you may say, but I don't have anything to start fire with. That's okay. Oh, Shababa Sikondorosa. That's all right. You don't have to have nothing that looks like fire. You don't have to have nothing that smells like fire because my Bible tells me that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I get to a place where I don't feel no fire, where I can't see no fire, I pull out my substance. All of you have some substance this morning and all it takes is just a little faith to spark a fire this morning. You may not have no fire but if you can pull some substance out of your mind if you can pull some substance out of what you read out of the word of god and you begin to rub those substance together oh god a friction will create in your spirit because the bible what what the bible says about you and what the world sees about you and what you see in front of you creates a friction on the inside of you and you can't keep still in your spirit because the Bible says this about you and the world says this about you. Oh my God, there's a friction this morning in somebody's life because your life don't look like what the Bible says. Your life don't look like what the world says about you. There's a friction. Oh, Shabando Soya. And that friction. Oh, that friction will begin to blaze. That friction will start a spark inside of your heart that will begin to blaze. Oh, suddenly you will begin to believe that all things are possible. Suddenly you will begin to see miracles popping up all around you. Suddenly the ground where you're standing will begin to shake and you will be filled with fresh fire, fresh passion, fresh zeal, fresh determination. Oh my God. Suddenly, you will begin to burn. 
Pull out your substance. Pull out your substance this morning. Pull out your substance. You see, when you pull out your substance, you see the substance of the thing that you're hoping for, the thing that you, you, you don't even know what to believe, but there's some substance. There's some substance in there. And you gotta, you gotta use that substance to start a fire. And do you know that the starting a fire, you gotta put it in the right environment to start the fire. So when all you have left this morning is substance, it's enough to start a fire. But there's a place that you can go with that substance. Jesus was tired and he was weary. And he took his substance to the well. He took his substance to the well. He was running and empty, but he took his substance to the well. And some of you, all you have left is just enough energy to draw from the well just enough energy to spark a fire just enough energy to tell somebody that jesus is alive just enough energy to tell somebody that though you are dead yet shall you live oh my god somebody want to start a fresh fire this morning god wants to start a fresh fire somebody in somebody today though you have just enough energy you just have enough energy to set somebody on fire this morning oh Oh God, when God, God said, listen, I can't go all the way to Samaria. I'm tired. I'm going to sit down beside this well. This is Jesus, the son of the living God. He said, I'm tired. I'm going to sit down beside this well because all I need is a dry branch. All I need is something that will get on fire, that will take it back to the entire community. And so that's what he did. He sat down beside the well. He had some substance on the inside of him. Oh my God, somebody, the Lord is telling me this morning that if you're listening to my voice, you've got some substance on the inside of you. Use it. Use it to start a fire. Use it to start a fire. You see the good thing about Jesus and the woman of Samaria. She wasn't, she didn't just keep the fire for herself. She got a fresh fire, but she said, listen, I can't keep this fire for myself. I gotta, you see the thing about fire, oh my God, somebody, the thing about fire is when you get on fire, everything around you will get on fire. And so she ran out into that community and she said, come see a man that tells me everything that I ever done. Oh, Shandorosaya, they, they, they ran out, the whole crowd ran out to meet Jesus at the well. Jesus said, I'm tired, I'm gonna sit down right here and what I need is gonna come to me. Do you see that? That when you begin to sit at the well of Jesus Christ, whatever you need is going to come because it's just that kind of effect of the gospel. It's just that kind of effect of faith. Oh my God, somebody, when your fire goes out, go sit by a well. Sit by the well of Jesus Christ. Because see, sometimes I told you that 
God will allow your faith to run out. He will allow you to get to a dead, dry place. All because he's trying to take you into the next dimension. And so what I was trying to tell you about the, between the Old Testament and between the New Testament, there was a spiritual drought. And God said, I was trying to get humanity to a whole nother dimension. And so they had to cross the desert. They had to go through the drought. They had to go through the dry silent period because there was there was a different dimension you see between that dimension and this dimension there is a gulf there is a change there is a transformation and i had to let them go through that dry place in order to get to the next dimension because the next dimension don't look like what you are currently in and so when you step out of this, this the, the dimension of faith in order to get into the dimension of trust you're gonna get you're going to cross a place that look like a desert. You're going to cross a place that look like a drought. Oh, Shandorosai. You're going to get to a place where you don't hear God. You're going to get to a place where you're going to have to, you're going to have to depend on what's on the inside of you, what God has placed on the inside of you to get you to the next dimension. Oh God. God said, you were operating in the faith dimension all along. But now I need to get you into the trust dimension because you see, the thing about this is trust is, trust dimension is different from faith because faith, I told you that faith, you at least with faith, you know what to believe. You know that you can believe that God is going to, if God told you that, okay, well, I'm going to bless you with a house a car, a husband, or whatever, I don't know. I'm going to give you, well, salvation. We believe that. But when we get to a place where we don't know what to believe, this is a place where you're going to have to trust in the goodness of God. And this is where the lightning fire comes in because that's a divine act of God. It doesn't take any act out of you. It's all you have to do is be in the right place at the right moment for that lightning to strike. And that's why God said, I'm trying to get you into a whole different dimension. I'm trying to get you into the location where lightning is going to strike. I'm trying to get, see, he had to get Constantine in, in a place where Constantine, I don't know if he was praying, but he had to get him in a place where he was desperate enough to need the burning cross that he saw. Because see, I believe that Constantine was in a desperate place. Because if he when he saw that burning cross in the sky, when he saw the sign say, under this sign you shall conquer. Listen, we didn't hear what Constantine prayed. We didn't know what happened. We didn't know what he was talking about. Well, if he even said anything, but because of how the answer came. We can believe that Constantine was talking to God and Constantine might have talked to God. He might have said, God, uh, if you, the God of the Christians and see, he was, he was worshiping other Roman gods at the time. So he was probably saying, listen, I talked to all of my Roman gods and they didn't answer me. So let me try to talk to the God of the Christians. And he said, you God of the Christian. And, and listen, I'm, 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 I'm just thinking in my mind, the conversation might've went like this. God, you God of the Christians, if you are really real, show me a sign. And God showed him a sign because at this point he was facing an army that he didn't know if he was going to win. And he knew, and I believe that Constantine knew that he wasn't going to win. So he had to call on all of the gods, call on all of the Roman gods. And only one God 
answered. So he was in that drought of his life. He was in a desperate place. Come on, somebody, if you're in a drought this morning, if you're in a desperate place and you need God to answer, listen, it's a good place. You know, miracles don't happen in places where miracles are not needed. Miracles happen in a place where there's desperation, where there's nothing else that could be done, when man has done their best and only God can do the rest. Miracles, if you're in a place this morning where you need a fresh fire in your heart, oh God, go with me to the well. Go with me to the well. Jesus is the wellspring of life. Whatever you need this morning, come and sit at the feet of Jesus. Come and sit at the well because God wants to set a fire in somebody's heart, a fresh fire. I know you heard the gospel before you've been to church and you read the Bible from cover to cover, but it feels like there is no fire. But God said, I want you to go back to the secret place. Go back to the secret place. That's where you, you lost the fire. You're doing so much. You're doing everything that you can do, but you're not sitting at the well. You're not sitting long enough to hear what it is that I want to do through you. When you come, you sit with what you want to do and you don't hear me. Oh God, oh God, oh God. So come and sit, sit at the well and let Jesus, Start a fire, a fresh new fire in you. Oh, glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have given your word according to what you have placed in my spirit, Lord. And I pray now, Lord God, for those that are listening. I pray, God, that their hearts will get on fire today. I pray, God, that, they, that there will be a new fire in them today. In the name of Jesus, for those that are weary, Lord God, and those that are tired, Lord, they've been praying, and it seems like there's a disconnect in their prayers this morning. There's a disconnect in their faith this morning. I pray, Lord God, that you would navigate them across the drought, Lord God, between dimensions, Lord God, and that you would get them to the place that you're trying to get them in their lives in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would open up their spirit. I pray for the divine intervention, just like you did for Constantine, Lord God, whenever you, you, you wanted to start the, 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 the burning of the gospel in a whole different direction. Lord, I pray for the heart, Lord God, this morning that is desperate. I pray for the heart this morning that is in a drought situation. I pray for the heart this morning that needs a new fire in their spirit, Lord God. Start a fresh fire right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord. I pray, God. Oh, start a spark, spark in somebody's heart today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, if you're under the sound of my voice and you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, see, I'm inviting you to get on fire for the Lord today. Because listen, there's nothing in this world. Everything in this world is just vanity. It will all perish. It will all fade away. But Jesus, the love of God will never fail. It will never fade away. And see, it is appointed unto man once to die, but after death, there comes a judgment. And see, yes, we talk about the fresh fire of the Holy Ghost, but there's another fire coming. And you need the fire of the Holy Ghost in order to withstand what's coming the judgment fire of god and so if you if that's you today and you really don't know if you're walking with the lord i believe today is your day 
that you can begin to walk with the Lord. And I'm just going to pray for you, but I don't want you to just repeat these words. I want you to believe what you are speaking. And if you believe as I pray with you today, I believe Jesus will enter your heart. Are you ready to pray with me? Oh God, Lord Jesus, repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Help me to live for you. Teach me your truth. Lead me and guide me in the light of your word. Lord, wash my sins this morning in the blood and make me pure. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me a fresh fire this morning that I may begin to burn for you in Jesus' name. See, I believe that if you ask him to come into your heart, he does just that. And now you will begin to burn just like I am. And I'm just asking you also, if you ask, if you pray this prayer, try to find a church that you can go to. And listen, not just any church, but find a church that preach the true word of God. And read your Bible. You know, if you don't know, we, we, we have a Bible study and you can come and join us on Tuesdays by Zoom. Send me a link, send me a message. Because see, it's important for you to get the word of God on the inside of you. Because when the fire goes out in your life, when you don't feel the, the Jesus thing, and you don't feel the Christian thing, and you don't feel the faith thing, and you don't feel the prayer thing, you're going to need to have the word of God on the inside of you. You're going to need to have a standard on the inside of you that you can raise up when the enemy is coming against you. Because see, there's great deceptions that are going on all across the world right now. And if you don't know what to believe, you'll fall for anything. So read the word of God. And if you need somebody to help you, and listen, we're swimming in the gospel today. In the early Christians, they didn't have all what we have now. And so there's no excuse. There's really no excuse. Get on fire for the Lord. And if you, if you just feel like, God, I, 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 I just, I don't know how to get on fire. I don't know what Charmaine is talking about. Inbox me with some message, some questions. I'll help you get on fire. I listen, I'm not fire, but the Holy Spirit put something on my life. And it's not for me. It's for everybody who will receive it. It's whosoever will. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We come to a wonderful part in our service. This is one of my favorite parts because, listen, we have to give unto the Lord. You know, I've heard it said like this, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And so when you love the Lord like I do, you give to the Lord. Give to the work of the Lord because, listen, Jesus loved you enough to give you life. Like you don't, everything that you have, nothing that you have in this world is too precious for God. Because the very life, the very breath that you have in your lungs belong to him. So whatever it is that you want to give today to Jesus Strong to help us further the cause of Jesus Christ, I pray that you would just give. There's Cash App, there's PayPal. Inbox me if you want to give a different kind of way. Um, there's a PO Box on our website there too. So you can give by check if you just want to mail us a check. Whatever you want to give, give unto the Lord. 
We don't force people to give because we want you to receive a harvest on your, your giving. And we know that if we force you to give, you're not going to get any harvest on your giving. Amen. So just give unto the Lord. Your tithes is 10% of whatever you earn. Your, your, your offering is anything above that. And listen, if you can give above your, your tithes, give. If it's just, if all you have is your tithe, then just give it. Because listen, God honors your faithfulness. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So this morning, thank you again for joining us. And I hope to see you next week. Please like, share, and subscribe to our channel. And uh, share it with your friends. Tell somebody about the goodness of God. Amen. Alrighty, be blessed.